This movie's horny as shit. <laughs> Their assholes are always out. It's mm. insane. Airtight. Awesome. I'm psychic in many ways. That guy's had like three sandwiches this week. Let's fucking kill him. <laughs> that was, in a word, insane. And we're Welcome back. back. <laughs> Welcome the fuck back. Hey. Did you like that intro? Hey. Hey. Sit down. Re- just real quick, yeah. do me a favor. Sit down. Sit the fuck Shut down. Shut the fuck up. And we have something to tell you. Yeah. We have something that... Listen, your fathers need to tell you something. Mm-hmm. Are you listening? Are you? Okay. Put it on blast. Put it on, put, put it on please, speaker. Seriously, I swear to God, put it right now. Put the volume yeah. at 100. 100. Put the volume at 100. 100. Are you wearing headphones? Well, brace yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. is that are you out loud on the subway? Tell everyone to shut up and that you have something to do and tell them. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, are you ready? Mentally, we are back. <laughs> Congrats on your ears hearing us. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And things that have happened since the last time we recorded. Clayton and I have bagel fever. Bagel fever, baby. Everything bagel with cream cheese that mm. is so pungent that mm-hmm. it pungents you in the face it with how good pungent it is. everywhere. Exactly. So there's that. Uh-huh. Clayton and I both also, um, that's like it. That's like the only thing that's different. Yeah. from. <laughs> well, another thing that's happened since the last time we recorded <laughs> oh, yeah. is that we recorded this episode. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened to it? What we, happened? What, shut up. Shut, shut, the, shut fuck the fuck up. up. If you even knew about intentional inflation and how ec- economists mm-hmm. sometimes like to print more money so that the value of the money goes up, shut up. Yeah, because do that's you what think we economists just due to their yeah. closeness to it? Do you think a lot of times they have an inflation fetish? Fetish, um, yeah. So I don't get that. What is an inflation like it's, in a, in <laughs> specific terms? Like, what let, the hell? Like, cut the crap. What's going on there? Yeah, I believe. Well, to me, inflation fetish implies that there's almost like a gas pump that you're like, you know, uh-huh. bump, bump, bump. And then the person who I guess is hooked up to it via asshole maybe or like via mouth uh-huh. um, is is growing similar to a, a memory that scared you as a kid to the Violet in Harry, in Harry Potter. Oh, yes, of course. Or also Violet. Violet Beauregard. <laughs> that, that, one feels, well. that one feels wrong. Because feels wrong to bring it. I mean, it was not, you know, it's not a, it's not about that. It's not. A, it's not about that. I mean, but, that's honestly probably responsible for so many kids. The two scenes we're talking about, so yeah. many kids surely saw that and were like, whoa. Oh, whoa. Well, I mean, it's like how whenever we watched, um, or whenever I was a kid, Max Keeble's big move, and there was uh-huh. the scene where the bully was like bullying the the, the Max Keeble. Uh-huh. I remember as a kid watching, I was like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm kind of into this. Yeah. Like, when I was like nine or like probably like one, uh-huh. honestly. True. You know, yeah. But I don't really get what an inflation fetish is, and I don't want to. They get I don't all puffed want to up. fucking do that. I think a lot of times too, they get they're like inflating, and it's like making their tits huge and stuff. God, I know, <laughs> I know. That's wrong. It's that bad. is wrong and rancid. It's wrong like Donkey but Kong. But it's wrong, girl. Then we are wrong. <laughs> we are a freak of nature like Donkey Kong. <laughs> um, Clayton and I. 
every single year. Every year. We, we started this. Yeah. Challenge. And you should know this. We wanted to watch at least 100 movies a year because I am not someone who who really ever hits that benchmark, uh, especially not intentionally. So I was like, I want to start doing that to watch more movies, see more things. And, you know, if I watch, if I have this podcast, 50 of those movies would be for the podcast and then 50 would be of my own pleasure. You know, mm-hmm. roughly. And so we did that for all of 2020. What? Two, maybe? Maybe all of 2021? And then we had like a little hiccup in the, because we had went from August to December, so we reset it. Mm-hmm. And then 2023 was the first year, clean year, January 1st, December 31st. Yeah. 100 years. Yeah. 100 movies, excuse 100 me. 100 movies, 100 years. Fantastic news. If, if you watch 100 movies for 100 years, that is 1 million movies. Yeah. yeah. And that's too many. Yeah. Right? True. Yeah. I um. Remember. I went to get an oil change yesterday. That was crazy. I had an appointment for 11 o'clock, and I didn't leave till 1. At a certain it's point, at 12.45, I got a text that was like, hey, your car's ready, and I go to pick it up, and I'm like, hey, I just got a text, my car's ready, and they're like, I is, I mean, is it, I don't see the keys here, and I was like, okay. Uh, okay. I, I just got to, I'm just saying I got a text. are you mad at me? And I remember like at several points <laughs> being like, it's no rush, and they're like, it might take a second, man, and I was like, Okay. okay, I got a message that said, come here <laughs> to pick it up. And then, so then I go and sit back down and I'm just like sitting there waiting. Um, God. and like another 15 minutes pass and I don't get any more messages. And so I go back up and I'm like, Hey, yeah, is my car ready by any chance? And then they like, look to the side and they're like, yeah. And what? They, <laughs> what? what? they just did not notify me when it was actually uh-huh. ready. Uh huh. Literally. Okay, bro, take five oil change. You mm-hmm. go in there. You've seen the YouTube commercial where the lady is knitting her knit her mittens. She's knitting them at the oil change, and then they say, your oil change is done. And she says, I'm not even done knitting my mittens. Mm-hmm. It's so fast. Go to take five. You don't even get out of your car. Yeah. So it takes literally five. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason my car exploded, though. Maybe. It could be. We also something else we can talk about is uh, I found your I work at a place that sells broken that cars. Is cool. And I this found your car, which was steel. This is insane. a recovered theft, as we would call it. Yeah, my car was stolen and then left to rot mm-hmm. by the streets in the streets. I hope Hayes is not asleep directly above us. Well, honestly, he There's should no wake chance. up. Twelve twenty. Twelve twenty. What did you say? What? What'd you say? What did I? When? You just said something about what? I don't. I don't remember saying. You ju- <laughs> you just said something. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just did. Don't turn me down. <laughs> no, you. Ju- what did you just say? Um, I truly, I know that I said something. I have no idea. <laughs> rack, Clayton, rack your brain. I got to find out what you said, man. Um, what did you say before? I said, I hope Hayden's not asleep right above us. And you said something immediately. And then I asked what you said. And you said, I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I have not a goddamn. When did clue. you wake up? Um, I woke up at 10, uh, 30. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I would just a bit four thirty. 
That's crazy. I thought I was alone in this house. Well, not mm-hmm. really. I thought, you know, it's alone in the middle of the night. I thought you were asleep. Yeah. I thought Hufzepi was asleep. And I was eating Whataburger right at that table over there, complete silence. I was like in the dark. I was just like sitting there. I just needed some me time. I just needed some me time. Door unlocks. We're getting robbed. Mm-hmm. Someone walks in and it's Hartrick. And I'm like, you're awake. I'm awake. And he, well, guess what he had in his hand? Whataburger. Whataburger? Insane. And oh I wasn't even God. done eating mine. So at some point, we were both eating it. What are the odds? What are the odds? Literally. Literally. What are Slim. The odds? Slim to none. Slim to zip. Clayton, what is this episode about? We watched a hundred movies. We already we already told you. Why are you still everybody? Yeah. We're, we're back. back. <laughs> and butter than ever. And but her and butt hurt than ever. Remember when that was a rancid Dude, insult? You're just butt hurt, man. That was such like if you had anything to say, like, hey, don't say this. This is kind of racist to say that. So I'd be like, Are you just butt hurt? Like and then they just automatically won. And you're like, I mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm butt hurt. Yeah. Also, what is that? Is that like a is that like a homophobic thing? I think so, yeah. I never made that connection until right now. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. That yeah. That's fucked up. Clayton, how will this work? So, <laughs> we are going to go through first. We'll probably be like, hey, here's some movies that I watched in the middle. Yeah. That, here's some movies that I watched that I that, are not in my top okay, 10 or my bottom maybe, 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, but my then, 11 to 89. Then, Wheeze is going to start gozing down, counting down, starting at our 10th least favorite. Exactly. And. We'll do each of ours, and then we'll go to our 10th most, most favorite. Favoritest. And then we're going to swing back around to 9. Yeah. We're going to swing back around to 8 of the positive ones. We're going to be going what? all over the goddamn place. Exactly. And also, we're going to have we'll have some we'll sprinkle in some of our thoughts over here, over there, over, yeah. there, over there, over there, over there. Did yeah. you ever... Now, while I get my phone out in my letterbox, did uh-huh. you ever watch those TV shows. It was like an hour-long TV special. I don't know what channel it would ever be on, but it would be like top 100 music videos of all time. Top 100 um, uh, uh, this, of that, of that. Like when the, you would just be channel surfing as a kid. Not really. There was one I remember watching that was like top one, top 10 inventions that changed the world. Whoa. And the number one was smartphone. True. And then another one was top 10, top 10 worst songs ever. And number one was eight six seven five three oh nine. Eight six seven five three oh nine. And the song Breakfast at Tiffany's. Are you aware of that? Um, I, I think said, so. Said what about Breakfast, Breakfast at Tiffany's? She said I think I remember the film. Um, and they were like, "It's just a bad song." And I was like eleven, and I was like, "They're right." Uh-huh. <laughs> this the, is my cultural education. The funny thing is, it's like the ten. If you think of the ten worst songs ever. Yeah. You haven't heard them because you Wait, wouldn't that's have. So, that's so true. Yeah. If a song has made it on the radio, it might not be yeah. very good, but it's certainly not cracking the top 10 worst songs no. ever. Also, another one was like a uh, similar vein. It was like um, the the future, our future, if we never get climate change under control. And I was literally like eight just watching that and I watched this hour long special about what happens if we don't get climate change under control and like the social unrest and like how the UN's never going to agree and everyone dies. And you wonder why we're all on medication. Yeah. I remember I was like so oblivious to that. And then I read all it took 
Because it, it was up until like seventh grade. I'm in yeah. seventh grade. I was doing some sort of project for um, my, uh, not social studies, but what's it? We had something it's called like, world cultures. Yeah, or? it was like geopolitics or something. Uh, well, surely not, because that, that's not what a seventh Human geography? Um, maybe, maybe. Yeah. That that sounds about right. Was but, it an AP class? Yes. Period. I, I got distracted. Come on! And I ended up reading... A, a reading an article about oh bees oh and God. the whole situation Fucking where we're going to run out of bees yeah, and then like, everybody's um, going to die. <laughs> that shit gave me a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> like I read that and I was like, I was like immediately started looking for articles that are like articles about how we're actually fine on bees. <laughs> like <laughs> articles about how everything's going to be okay. <laughs> no, literally assuage your dear fears. Uh-huh. God, Max, that's so scary. Should we start talking? Should we start cracking in? Let's freaking do it. So in total, I watched on my list 100 films. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 100 films. But you and I both know that's actually not the case. Mm-hmm. Because there are some films, whenever we were recording this the first time, before the file exploded. Oh, yeah. I should have thrown those. We both realized that there were some that we had not put on mm-hmm. because... For me, they were so bad. I yeah. immediately erased them from my memory, mm-hmm. um, and I just forgot to put them on my 100 movies list. And that I'm going to go ahead and give an honorable mention to that specific movie I forgot to put on, and it was Epic Movie 2007, I believe. Epic Movie. Epic Movie. Honorable mention is so bad. After recording the podcast, I sat Clayton down and I said, "Please explain." What happens in Epic Movie, and I'll try to remember. And he explains so many, essentially the entire plot of it. I don't remember a single thing. And I went back and I found the episode. And I do, I'm in that episode. I am talking about that movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I lived in the murder house. I went to the asylum. I attended the coven. I bought a ticket to the freak show. But I don't remember anything that went down. And I'm scared, Clayton. I'm sorry. That would probably be somewhere in my bottom 10, but it's not because I don't want it to be because I don't remember it. It would feel unfair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other notable movies from 2023. Skin of For me, it's number 70 out of 100. Didn't love it. Yeah. Didn't, didn't love it. Didn't love it. That feels about fair. Um, I watched X and Pearl. Um, I thought X was not great. Mm-hmm. I thought Pearl was camp and good, but not amazing. Yeah, I only saw X. I want to see Pearl, but oh, I, I only Pearl? ever saw X, yeah, Pearl, and Pearl I did cute. not. I did not love it either. I love the scene where Jenna Ortega does porn, and it cuts straight from that to her boyfriend ass hole naked in a shower crying, and then he gets <laughs> killed. I thought that was fun. Yeah. To me, I always felt like X was just there so that Pearl could exist. Mm -hmm. Um, And Pearl, again, was good, but not like... I I just felt like everyone was like obsessed with it. Um, Super Mario Bros. movie, number 32 out of 100. I thought it was cute. (laughs) Right above that is Doubt. 2008's Doubt. Pretty similar. (laughs) And then... Somebody in my work group chat, we've been Uh training, and somebody was like... We were about to like take our test and somebody was like, guys, I think we got this. And somebody responded with a gif from doubt, which was Meryl Streep saying, I have doubt. 
And I was like, they surely don't know what's going no. on here. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so, that's so funny. I told you this. I sent my first gift in the work slack and it devoured. I'm me thinks that I need to start sending more gifts so that I can properly lock down this job. You know what I think is awesome? What? We're both sitting here. Yeah. And I just said that somebody sent a GIF. And then you immediately said somebody sent a gift, GIF. and we're and and we're just letting it slide. Yeah, we are. We're two not adults. up in arms. We're fucking grown ass men. Yes, Clayton. You know, see, Max is a Democrat. Clayton's a Republican. Yes. they can still have a civil adult conversation. Yes, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, people, people, the world we're living in. Um. Uh. Other. 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 Other fun bits. Um. My. I saw Bottoms and Oppenheimer. Bottoms was 11 and Oppenheimer was 12, so they will not make it to the top 10. Damn. But don't, isn't your top 10 special in some way that some of them were ones that you had seen before, so you're not going to include those? Or Yes. Yeah. So I've got, I'll do my like yeah. middlers stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't talk last time about a lot of the like movies that are, that are pretty low to the bottom for me. Um, Why would you? Yeah. I, I just want to mention a couple of them. Haunting in Venice. Um, Oh, I've heard of that. What is it is the third movie in the Hercule Poirot trilogy oh, that yeah, Kenneth Branagh is is directing. Yeah, um, Kenneth Branagh, truly, yeah, my number one enemy in the world of film. <laughs> he directed Artemis Fowl. That's right. That is insane. And he made <laughs> these fucking shitty Hercule Poirot movies. Yeah. Hunting in Venice is genuinely... It got, like, decent reviews. Yeah. Decent to middling reviews. It is a fucking trash fire of a film. Ugh. It is also so lazy in yeah. so many ways. Like, the editing is... It, it is genuinely, I think, the worst edited movie <laughs> that I saw this whole year. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Yeoh also dies about 10 Aww. minutes in. So what's the point? I what's know. The damn point? I know. Um, my mom loves Agatha Christie, loves Hercule Poirot and Miss Marple. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that, that's a bummer that she agrees so that the newer ones are not as good as What's the that one Agatha Christie book? Um, that's like and then they were done yes yeah did you know did you know about what the original title of that yes, is? yes i did um yes. <laughs> and uh, i learned uh, about that recently yes i watched the and then there were none movie like from i think the 60s or 70s mm -hmm. it's great it's wonderful that that lady knows how to write a damn book yeah but um and a mystery the queen of the red heron as they say Ooh. but that title is very unfortunate agatha Count your days. My favorite new thing is um, there was a certain queen that got sent home on Drag Race recently. Um, spoiler alert. It's Mirage. Um, and she was sent home second. She was a big fan favorite. So everyone on Twitter is saying, RuPaul, you will start coughing in three days with like videos that are like like, like a witch like casting a spell. I think mm. that's really funny. They're going to get her. Yeah. Um, also very low for me. I, Ellis and I watched the first three Friday the 13th movies. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And would you be shocked to learn, Max, that in the first movie, he does not wear a hockey mask? I would be shocked. I didn't know that. Would wow. you be shocked, Max, if in the second fucking movie, he did not put on a goddamn hockey mask? When does he fucking wear it? Um, Not till the third movie, I think. Maybe we watched four either. It was just, it was, it took a ridiculously long fucking time for him to actually basically it took a long time for it to start being 
Friday the 13th. Yeah. When did it, um, or what year did the third or fourth one come out? The third one came out. They all came out like within a year of each other. The third one was 82. Oh, really? Yeah. That is always so interesting. I mean, speaking of X and Pearl, like I really like when stuff, or I mean, even the Matrix 2 and 3, like Mm -hmm. so interesting when movies do that. The first one was 1980. The third one was 82. Um, wow. Wait, so they were like back to back to back, 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 back. Yeah. 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 Let's see. Anything else I'm seeing here that's notable? Napoleon was very disappointing. Um, Napoleon Dynamite? Napoleon. No. Um, it is a Ridley Scott movie that is a biopic starring Joaquin Phoenix about Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, that sounds boring. No offense. Um, um, yeah. I saw Annihilation, number 38. Good movie. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, number 36, narrowly eked out by Robot Monster at 35. Wow. Robot Monster was very close to being in my bottom 10. (laughs) That is the the darling critic divide right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I watched all the Hunger Gameses uh, this year. I I really, for like a week, I was 14 again, and I loved it. I freaking loved it. Um, any notable movies from this podcast make it on your list and, and where, where were they? I guess obviously they um, made the list. I mean, a lot of them pretty far down. Yeah. Um, for Darling December, let's see, we did, um, four movies. One of them is a lost episode. <laughs> um, Cabaret, Cabaret. Um, I is actually not on my, 99. is not on this list for me because, Oh, that's right. It is on next list by the time we watched it. Oh. Um, In Time is 76 for me. And both of tr- both Trons are 77, 78. I uh, do In it. Time is 98 for me. Oh, that's right, but you watched more than 100. I watched 125 and then going by my... Yeah, I think probably close to like 128 or 9. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Clockwork Orange, 85 out of 100. Don't it's love really that film. Really I, I don't. I thought it was so interesting reading about that movie, how it provided a lot of context into why it was written the way it was. Because it was written at a time where like teenage delinquency was like a real concern. Like People were scared that teenagers were going to like walk around and like stab people. Um, which, okay. Mm-hmm. Let them have fun for the Let love of fucking chill. God. You know what movie I put right above Napoleon? What? Um, which, again, was a movie bad. that cost like $250 million and oh God. Um, was like two hours and 45 minutes long. Oh, God. Right above that, Puff and Stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's inherent charm. Always beats big budget. Yeah. You can't buy a charm. True. You know what movie I have right above The Wolf of Wall Street? What? Many say uh, one of Scorsese's best. The three to those sheep. people, I would say watch truly watch truly any other Martin Scorsese movie or Damn. any other movie that is good. Damn. Um, right above that, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Woo! We stay winning. Mm-hmm. Have you? Did you see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem? Yes, it was great. It was. A, it's my number forty-seven. It's my number sixteen. Nice. I lived it right above Pacific Rim and right above Alvin and the Chipmunks, right below Fargo. Near Alvin and the Chipmunks three, Chipwrecked. 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 Okay, I thought it was a different Alvin and the Chipmunks three. Uh, correct. 
Uh, oh, and then there were none. Is number is right below Alvin and the Chipmunks. Chipwrecked. Whoa! <laughs> so Chipwrecked barely beat, and then there were none. The Agatha Christie classic. But Clayton, shall we get to the meat and bones? Of yeah, it? real quick. I just want to. I'm going to rattle them off. Some good movies for me that are up here at the top that did not quite make it on. That's going to be. Uh, let's see. I saw Theater Camp. Awesome. Oh yeah. Really, yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. The Killer. Wendy Williams. Wendy style. Williams's biopic. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, Triangle of Sadness. I liked a lot. Terrible Little Miss movie. Sunshine. Yeah. I saw for the first time. I thought it was fantastic. Wonderful. Banshees of Inisherin is not going to make it. Uh, nor is The Boy and the Heron or Asteroid City, both of which I loved dearly. Yes. Uh, nor is Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. And then right outside of my list, knocking on the door at number 16, is Oppie himself. Yeah, The number one op on in Oppenheimer. You know, I, I loved it. I said this, I think, at some point. I don't, know if, I don't know if it was the last episode. But Oppenheimer, I was kind of anticipating having to make myself like it. <laughs> Almost like I, I was worried it was going to be like a prestige film that was a little unapproachable. But I felt it was very approachable, you know, yeah. like a very, um, I, I hate using the word like palatable cause that's not what I mean, but mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't dry or boring, which I was worried it might have been even, if, you know, cause like some classic movies are good, but they're kind of dry. Mm-hmm. Um, Oppenheimer was not that yeah. movie. I did the classic. I did. We did the same day Barbenheimer. Bar- yeah. Um, which first? I did Barbie first. Yeah. I think people out there. It was a big thing ahead of it. Like, which one do you watch first? Yeah. And the common consensus was watch Oppenheimer, then Barbie. Right. I think that is fucking insane. <laughs> I can, After watching Oppenheimer, like, in theaters, in IMAX, yeah. like, going from that and doing, like, first of all, doing, like, anything else with my day. Yeah, right. Um, But especially go, like, watch Barbie. Like, you're not going to be yeah. able to feel... The joy of being in Barbie Town after no, that. Um, I, I I completely agree. Yeah. So Clayton. Yeah. Shall we dive in? Yeah. And Max, ask. Do you? We did it opposite last time. Do you want to tell me what your tenth least favorite movie of the year you know was? What? I think I do. So number ninety, Max's tenth least favorite movie. So. I'm going to go ahead and spoil a film on my list of my bottom 10 I had seen before, and Mm. it took a pretty high spot. So Mm. I'm going to go ahead and rattle off my 11th and 10th because these two first and then you know what I mean. So so my bottom 11th is Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, Mm -hmm. which by the way, also my 11th. Yes. Yeah. It didn't manage to crack either of our top tens or either of our bottom tens, which is sad for it. But what did make number ten was 1998's. Uh, what's what's his fucking name? Here, what is the fucking actor's name? It's uh, was it Jack Nicholson? 1998's Jack Nicholson vehicle, Jack Frost. Oh, of course, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, because I was so unnerved by him. Mm. The the heartwarming story of a boy whose dad dies and is reanimated against his will as a snowman. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's horrifying. Conceptually, it's terrifying, obviously. I mean, you, I don't even have to explain that to you. Imagine the sweet rest of death. You finally get to escape this hellish world. And then just because your son wants you, 
you are brought back in the form of an inanimate snowman who inevitably melts. But he does reconnect with his wife, if I recall. Yeah, so, so yeah, in a way. I mean, he doesn't actually see her until moments before his spirit ascends <laughs> so from the mortal imagine plane. Imagine being the wife. Like, oh, okay, so you came back to life three days ago? Uh-huh. What? Are you well, kidding he, me? He needed to hang out with the sun. Could you not Could you not do both? Could I know. you not do both? Well, because it was all, like the thing that they said was like, the mom would think that we're crazy. But it's like, it's like really? will she? If she sees a fucking talking snowman. <laughs> I think she'll start to come around to it pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. But that is my number 90. Mm-hmm. My, th- uh, technically it is my number 116. Yes. But a movie that I am not a fan of that I saw in theaters um, Good. would be The Flash. That's right. A um, lot of this podcast is going to be me remembering your horrible top or bottom yeah. 10. Um, shitty, terrible garbage movie. Ugh. Um, the effects are awful. Ezra Miller is just like, yeah. Outside of being a terrible person, they are just not a capable actor. Um, the script of the movie is insane. Yeah. There's so much like disrespectful garbage. Like this, the Flash truly like epitomizes. Like the problem yeah. with movies, like with the problem with superhero movies, yeah, and why there needs to be like some sort of culling of <laughs> like the superhero movie industry going forward. We need to get a summit and we should get every single actor and writer in the world to meet at one location. Oh yes. my god, and say what the fuck is going on right uh-huh. now, what's happening. That's what the strike should have been about. No offense, agreed. Um, also. Let's just say it. Scream 1 billion, whichever scream they were making. Uh, w- the main actress was fired, and then now production has completely stalled on it mm-hmm. because she spoke out against Israel and was uh, made a pro Palestine. Yeah. Uh, I think just a tweet. I recall that. I forget the details. Mm-hmm. And yet, Ezra Miller in jail. Yeah. And, and they did not pull the Flash movie or even maybe just put it on streaming or something like that. No. Batwoman, where is that? Still haven't seen mm-hmm. that. Still haven't found that. Still haven't nope. watched that. <laughs> they also Warner Brothers, and this is this like sends me into a fucking rage. Yeah, Warner Brothers scrapped a movie that I think was written by James Gunn. Oh yeah, that is about the Wiley e. Coyote suing Acme. Yeah, for all of the faulty products. An interesting, even if it was bad, just an interesting idea, a uh, campy idea. Yeah, whatever. and also. The test screenings, like uh-huh. everybody who's seen the movie, fucking loved it. Yeah, um, and they're just locking it away to never be seen. Um, the well, way people make movies, especially like yeah. the the idea behind, because yeah. like I I I uh, unfortunately I don't know her name, but the main actress from Scream, yeah. definitely set up as like the main character going yes. forward. What's her fucking also, name? um. Uh, what's what's the the main actress from the first one's name either? I uh, can't. I, I can't. Oh, I can't think of anything. I can almost. <laughs> get, but she was. It's like Nev Nev Campbell is her name. Yes. Um, yeah. she was in the first four Scream movies. Uh, she was in the fifth one, played a pivotal role. Um, 
she wanted to continue, but they refused to pay her what she basically deserved to be paid. I think she was, just because she's a little bit less famous, I think she was going to get paid less than even Courtney Cox, um, who obviously Gail's important, but Nev is like the center of the Scream franchise. Yeah. They don't bring her back for these later movies. And then they set up this new girl as like the main character. Yeah. They make her related. Spoiler alert. Don't watch these movies. Don't don't at least don't pay money to see these movies. I had fun with them even, but they set her up to be the, the descendant. I think the daughter of Billy Loomis of scream. Um, That's crazy. That's cool. Yeah. Which, and, and so she has like psychopathic tendencies in the fifth screen movie, she kills the bad guy by stabbing him 64 times. Um, that's, that's like, and there's a scene that's of her just incredible. like going crazy on him. It's honestly awesome yeah. and very interesting. Um, and so then they just decided, hey, we've got this girl, but we've also got Jenna Ortega in the movie. And yeah. she is more famous. So we'll just kick this girl out. And very satisfying that Jenna Ortega was just immediately like, well, fuck this. I'm well, out of here. No. Yeah. I... As far as, I guess I never even saw this. Like the, I think the one that got her fired is not even overtly pro-Palestinian. It's just like I hate Islamophobia and I hate anti-Semitism, and I condemn hate and prejudice of any kind against any group of people. And the studio must have been <laughs> like, well, you know, that well, that some sounds, hate and prejudice is that sounds pretty um, anti-Zionist. So you're out of there. And then Jenny Ortega also left. So good for her, Jen, yep. Jenna Ortega. But honestly, fuck them, fuck the studios, um, ladies. If you're listening, we, Critical Darling stands with you. True, and okay. I bet they they have been waiting. This is true. We are 30 minutes <gasps> in. We've done our bottom two. We've done each All of right. us. Total of two of the 40 movies that we, <laughs> we, need list we got this. All right. Okay. So my number 10, my top, my like top number 10th is Hedwig and the angry inch. I fucking loved uh-huh. it. Six inches forward. Five, five inches, inches back. back. He's I got, got an, an angry, angry inch. inch. She. Yeah. 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 That's okay. I've only ever listened to the soundtrack. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and, uh, I fucking love it. And, I mean, not for nothing. They on Broadway and stuff. They usually did have like cis men play the character. Yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. But um, they shouldn't do that. But also, I think I've only yeah. I only heard about the celebrity casting. So maybe other castings do it differently. Yeah, Regardless, I also think yeah. it's. I think it is a a choice to like yeah. play with gender because then also the other character, uh, yeah. who I think even is a cis man is all is played by a woman. Um, do what? Which one? The I, in the stage version, there's like two people ever on stage. So oh, like the, I, I don't know what it's like, like, like in the movie. Oh. Um, oh, but that's I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Oh wow. I that's I should read more about that. I fucking loved it. I similar to Velvet Goldmine, which I think was on my top of uh, some previous list. Um, I love a biopic that's like a musical biopic that's like heightened and fictionalized, but that is not necessarily linear like and is a bit more gritty like you know obviously big budget musical biopics like rocket man or like bohemian rhapsody are mm-hmm. great and stuff except the uh director for bohemian rhapsody is not a good person but regardless who directed it he uh is uh his fucking name i forget it because i hated him so much i wiped it from my brain that's fine i'll look it up <clears throat> um but regardless i just love the how 
it felt kind of like low budget. It felt gritty. It felt real. Yeah, um, it's Brian Singer. Yes, Brian Singer. And I, he, I remember he that. had like all those parties with all those like. Yeah, he's yeah, a terrible music. person. Yeah, he's horrible. He's a like I think convicted. I think literally yes. convicted pedophile. Yeah, yeah. And if not, Critical Darlings, stamp of pedophilia on Brian yeah. Singer. We hate you, bro. <laughs> we fucking hate you. Look, we may be wrong about this. We're not going <laughs> to look it up. He's a pedophile. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. The way that um, you will never get an acting job in Hollywood. No. <laughs> what is your 10th? My 10. I'm also I'm going to list it off again. Yeah. 35 minutes. Um, we I got will, this. We got this. I'm just going to say for my top 10, if I was looking at it originally, five of the movies that were going to be in it are all movies that I had seen before. So I yoinked those out of there. I'm going to list them off now. Um, in Bruges um, by Martin McDonough, the guy that made uh, Banshee of Inisherin, and of course, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, one of my favorite directors and writers, and I got him out of here. What's up, Max? Last thing about Brian Singer. Uh-huh. Singer's career stalled after he was accused of sexually assaulting four minors, charges that he denies. Variety reports he is working on several films based in Israel. All right, keep going. Uh-huh. That makes sense. <laughs> makes fucking sense. That's where people run hey, off. Hey, and Critical Darlings, we don't miss. <laughs> we don't miss about information that's been public for 25 years. <laughs> it's crazy, because this was all... This was known... Back, During I think when Oscars he was making X Men, like oh really, like dude yeah. has been known. It's been known to be. It's like, it's yeah. been a thing for a while. Yeah, um, Birdman, Birdman, or the unexpected virtue of, of ignorance. ignorance. Um, fantastic movie. Um, I above that, that, I should see that. Fantastic. Uh, no, I should see it. <laughs> I thought you said I should say I that. should start I saying that. that. I thought you were like oh, that. Was oh, really great. cool. That's so good. Um. Funny that we mentioned it. Uh, one it's of my hilarious. favorite movies it's hilarious ever. It. One of my favorite movies ever. Scream was going to be in my top ten. Yeah, uh, but I already seen it. I took it out of there. Up above that, um, another movie directed. I think the second movie, um, second live action movie at least directed by Charlie Kaufman. I'm thinking of ending, ending things. things. Um, Only second. I I could be thing. so wrong about that. <laughs> Chris Darlings um, doesn't miss. He, he for most of his life, was a writer. Synecdoche, New York, was I his see. directorial debut. Directing, but... Because I knew um, he'd been writing I believe stuff. he also directed Anomalisa, which is stop motion. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I could be getting mm-hmm. any of these details wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he's one of my favorites, but I don't pay attention at That's all. That's okay. Um, and number one, my favorite movie ever, Old Boy. It's awesome. Oh, he! What did you just say? What number what, one? What are you listing all those for? Uh, these are the these are the the five that didn't I see, that I had already see, seen okay. before. Um, but my tenth favorite movie, yes, the, in my hundred movies that I had not seen already, is going to be Bo is Afraid, afraid. the movie where Bo <laughs> is afraid. That's Bo. Um, genuinely, this movie was such a fucking blast to me. Yeah. Um. I thought that it was so much fun. Um, very anxiety inducing in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Um, very long. I can see, I understand why a lot of people didn't like it, but to me it was like, I was hooked and thrilled for every second of the movie. Every it's, it's giving 
three stars for some people. It's yeah, giving yeah. it's giving reviews with no stars but very long reviews. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which shows that at least people are talking about it. That's true. I, it is like and 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 see so many of the best movies ever I think are movies that yeah are are going to have like if you look at a letterboxed review uh-huh. and the graph is like evenly distributed it's yeah. like holy shit there somebody like did something Someone, here they did fucking surgery on a grape in this movie the, some <laughs> um also there's a giant penis monster um oh. that gets attacked by a man with knives and in my memory of this movie the guy holding knives is on a jetpack when he does it is Bo's afraid it's not like a horror is it no but it's Ari Aster yeah it's Ari okay. Aster it's like unsettling it's a little bit disturbing um, but it's not meant to be like a scary movie. No, I would not say so. Okay, okay. Because I, I would want to watch it, but I just I really didn't fucking like Midsommar, and so I yeah. wouldn't want to watch an Ari Aster movie that's like meant to be a horror. I don't think he's. I think he's talented. I think I just mm. really didn't like. Midsommar. I honestly, I could see you enjoying Bo is Afraid. I feel like I could. Sometimes it's like if I if I have a whole day to watch a movie and I can take breaks and do other stuff because of my ADHD love it. If I sit down, sometimes I just get so fatigued by the end of a movie. Unless I'm watching it with friends. Period. My number 91 on my list. My ninth worst movie is Mega Python versus Gatoroid. We watched wow. it for the podcast, and it is starring Tiffany. Tiffany, baby. I think she's alone now. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. So we... We as a friend group, uh-huh. I made everyone watch that music video, and I went through all thirty thousand comments uh-huh. to try to find my comments. I couldn't find them because there were too many com- compliments mm-hmm. of how good the of how good the song was, and I was gonna throw up, and mm-hmm. I was gonna die from dehydration because of how much I was throwing up and shitting everywhere because I fucking hate that song, and I can't believe people were fucking sucking the dick of that song. I fucking hate it. I hate it, and I hate the Gumby part when she's in the mall and she's dancing with Gumby. It is a terrible music video, but yeah. Critical Darling stamp of bad music video on Tiffany's I Think We're Alone Now. Agreed. She's very funny. Also, like, listening to an... Because we've always disagreed about this. Exactly. And I... We realized recently, I always thought that we were yeah. talking about the original. Which I don't think I've ever heard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which I think that is a great song. I think that you are correct about yeah. Tiffany's, <laughs> Tiffany's version. I think version. it's downright bad. It's downright damn terrible. Yeah. All right, what's your number 11? My number nine. A movie, I think you've seen this one. Mega Python versus, versus Gatoroid. The Critical Darlings are in sync. We are in, we are in sync. In sync. Mega Python versus Gatoroid fucking sucks. Yeah. It's not quite going to be like super high up there. Right, it's like, um, a, it's like Sharknado, you know? Yes, yes. yes. And it's just like, uh, they like. It's like it's kind of meant to be bad. Nobody, nobody, nobody thought <laughs> that they were making a good movie. They didn't try to sell it as a good movie and right. nobody watched it thinking it was going to be good. Yeah. So like who, what, what you can't complain too much about Completely. that. Completely. We should make that. We should make a movie like mega. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. My number nine best movie of the year. Cabaret in 1972 starring the damn Tim Gray or Joel Gray. And mm-hmm. Liza Minnelli fucking loved it. Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli, you will always be famous, girl. She I was amazing. I love her. <laughs> Being alive. Being no. alive. No. Being alive. 
Daylight come and we want to go home. Have you seen her singing that? Like uh, a, in Beetlejuice? No, she. They're, they're like Liza. Can you sing us something? Can you sing us something like paparazzi? And she's like in a limo, and they're like Liza, Liza, Liza. And she interrupts them and she says, "Dale, <laughs> Dale." And she's like like a cabaret thing, and then daylight comes and we want to go home, and they're like, "Great job." <laughs> and then she drives away. She gave them what they wanted. That's true. Yeah, she sang something. Exactly. Daughter of Judy Garland. True. Max. What is your ninth favorite movie that you watched this year? Cabaret. You just said that. You did just say that, and I just asked you anyway. <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, we've been podcasting for 45 minutes. I'm so tired. I'm so... Um, By the way, it's 12.57 in the daytime. <laughs> Um, Max, do you want to know what my ninth favorite? Spit it out. I watched a movie that I had never seen before. A movie that I was expecting to like. But if you told me that this movie would be in my top 10 of the year, year. I would have been like, what? what? Legally Blonde. That's right. Such That's a good so fucking, fucking I should movie. rewatch it. It's fucking great. I, it was like... I was expecting it to be fun and funny and heartwarming. Yeah. And it is genuinely such a tightly written script. Yeah. Um, Reese Witherspoon, incredible in it. As are, I don't know everybody's names, but so but many people are reading it. Fucking Jennifer yeah. Coolidge, really, really fun to yes. watch in this movie. Fucking Linda Cardellini as Chutney. Yes. yes. So good. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was blown away yeah. by Legally Blonde. I I remember as a kid like watching the scene where she wins the court case because of the perm thing, um, and just thinking like, wow, like I like for the first time like understood how a lawyer does their job by watching that movie. I I was like, wow, that's so cool, fucking love it. Have you seen the musical? No, you haven't. That's right. Um, I've not seen it. I've heard I think Great. the entire soundtrack. I listened yeah. to a lot of like. I'll do a lot where I, I read the synopsis yeah, of a movie yeah. of a of a musical while I listen to the soundtrack. It's how poor that's kids like, are able who don't live in New York are able to see musicals. Yeah, I mean you basically get you yeah. you get enough of the idea that you're like you're pretty much experiencing it. Yes. Um but but you can't recreate the feeling when those lights go down and the curtains go up. Mm -hmm. You can't recreate it. AMC movies when you're here. Your family. Your family. So number after that. After Mega Python versus Gatoroid, my number 92 out of 100 is Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to spend a lot of time on this one. It sucked. It sucked. They shouldn't have included the Underground Railroad. They shouldn't have included vampires. <laughs> and honestly, while we're talking about it, don't even talk about Abraham Lincoln. I can't stand that guy. Yeah. Um, My favorite part Honest is at the Dave. end, whenever Abraham Lincoln, who always wears a fucking hat, is talking to the vampire. He's like, I could make you a vampire. And you can be president forever, or I don't mm -hmm. know. I can make you a vampire, and you can hunt vampires mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. And he's like, I don't and have time like, for that. I'm headed to the theater. I'm going to the theater. And we're like, no, no. And then he's like, honey, have you seen my hat? And she's like, I think it's on your desk. And it's like, okay, so your most iconic wardrobe piece is on your job desk where you are always at. Why did you... What? Uh, That's such a stupid... Are you stupid? Are, are you fucking stupid? Are you stupid or something? How, how are you president of the United States? You can't even find your hat on your desk. Uh, your hat, which is a giant black top hat uh -huh. on your desk, which is the center of the Oval Office. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, 300 people liked my Canes outfit. Wow. Wow. We're, we're climbing fucking Canes, up. baby. If yes. you haven't seen it, go check out Sir Maxim on, on Instagram, Instagram. Oh, by and the way, YouTube. I'm Sir Maxim. And, and I'm Clayton Shellman. <laughs> you fu- get real. You've listened. Everybody's heard this goddamn I'm podcast. D- I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm just done. Everybody I'm done. has heard this goddamn podcast. I'm fucking, I'm fucking over it. Like, I'm just fucking over it. He's Sir Maxim, and I'm Clayton. Yeah. Goddamn Chalman. I'm fucking Find dead. us on Instagram at Sir Maxim and at Clayton Chalman. Yeah. All right. Next. Find us on YouTube. Uh, my next movie is The Amazing, The Impeccable Catwoman. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Feminist legendary. Yeah. They have the end fight of the movie and they, they kill a girl by pushing her through the glass ceiling. Yeah, it was amazing. It's a warning. To not, it's it's kind of a uh, uh, a cautionary tale. Yes, <laughs> it's kind of an Icarus situation. Right. <laughs> she broke the glass ceiling, but this is what you At get. What cost? Now mm-hmm. you're a cat. And also a, a warning that you should not uh, dress up as a cat. Exactly, critical darling stamp of feminism. Yeah, Max. All right, my number eight best movie in the world in 2023. Whoa was The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I fucking love it. That makes two. If I had a nickel for every single time Jason Schwartzman, is that his name? Uh, Yes. Yes, Jason Schwartzman plays someone in a retro-futuristic world and whose character is partaking in some sort of tragedy, whether he is the victim of it or maybe even the perpetrator. I would have two nickels, which is not a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice in one year. <laughs> Asteroid City and this is like, it's just really fun. Loved it. Also, Coriolana Snow, meet me outside now. Meet me I will, in the middle. If I was gay, I would be sucking your dick right now on my knees. Is that a quote from Yes, <laughs> It's from Celebrity Big Brother when some straight guy was with Frankie Grande. Uh-huh. And he was like hanging out with him, and he's like, "I'm not gay, but if I was, I'd be on my knees sucking your dick right now." They're like both shirtless, <laughs> like in a room alone. <laughs> Celebrity Big Brother is always so funny because it's just like, it's like, "Welcome to Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. We've got Fred Durst's nephew." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like, like, <laughs> it's like okay, like you uh, can pay like. Have you seen the clip of I forget? Oh God, was in New York thinking that someone died. Yes, yes. It's yeah, it's a fucking David Bowie's wife, which by the way, uh-huh. again, somebody big brother, who is that? David Bowie's wife finding out that David Bowie died, telling Tiffany uh-huh. Pollard. Also, David, David is I think dead. even his ex-wife. Yes, but, yeah. Yes. Call texting uh, going up to Tiffany Pollard saying David is dead. And there's someone in the Big Brother <laughs> cast whose name is David, so she thinks uh-huh. he died. Yeah. So then she runs <laughs> she's like in in She's and like, no. She's like, no. Well, I can't. I can't keep uh-huh. this. And she's like, don't tell Meanwhile, don't yeah, tell she's anyone. like, hey, calm, calm down. Calm down. Like, calm down. You can't. You can't tell people. And she's like, what? 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 And then like, David's right there. She's like, why would she say that? David's alive. What's going on? She gets mad. Uh-huh. Then it's like, and everybody's like David yelling at her. Meanwhile, Bowie. she just found out that her ex-husband is dead. <laughs> That's like an iconic moment in Big Brother history. Which I never watch. I don't watch that shit. But it's okay. I rot my brain in other ways. What is your number eight? Um, first, Max, who do you think of, of our friend group, at least the people that have been on this podcast, who do you think would do the best at Hunger Game? Would do the best? Yeah. Um, I feel like you have a good shot. Um, I feel... God. Um, Luke would probably die early. I would... 
probably well i hate conflict it makes me anxious uh-huh and so i would probably survive like halfway through then i would just kill myself uh-huh um and that's it i could see you like the guys who who like joined up like i could see yeah. like how Peta kind of like joined gang. with yeah i could be the, the gang yeah, yeah. I could honestly, I could see myself like kind of playing for the cameras, you know, like becoming like a darling of like mm-hmm. the, of the thing. I feel like I could win it if I was a darling, you know, if I if I was a darling first. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? I feel like you have a good shot. I feel like I have an okay shot. I'm trying to think of the people who have been on this podcast. I think honestly, not a lot would do very well in a Hunger Games scenario. Sa- I feel like Sam Pierce could play a PETA card as well. Or uh, like, Sam like- Pierce could a hundred percent paint himself to be a right. <laughs> <laughs> he would like. I feel like he could like really turn on the weird factor and like weird out the other contestants and like you know i don't uh, know if you know this there are there are some uh, uh previous winners of the hunger games who won by eating other people or or no one of them was going to win because he was just a cannibal who just would eat other people but then they killed him because they were like we can't have a fucking cannibal win uh-huh. um and then there's uh yeah honestly songbirds and snake was really good i think you should see it okay also i'm i'm really i think lucas would do good i feel like he could do it my number I don't, eight. I don't think Lucas could do it. I think he could do it. I feel like Josh could. But you don't like, think, or you do? I feel like Josh could do it, but that's purely based on athleticism. I feel like he couldn't kill someone. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, leave a comment, man. Yeah. Period. And everybody, real quick, go ahead and leave a five star review. Oh, by the way, our email is skipaheadpodcast.com at gmail.com. <laughs> no, okay. it's, it's criticaldarlingspod at gmail.com. Remember, because I change, I have it. So uh, Okay. Yeah. Nice. Next. Up next, Oops, my number eight, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. 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 It was great. Um, it was it was really, really good. It, it made me great. cry. It, it yeah. looked gorgeous and it had a lot to say about life, about grief. About being a little wooden boy. Oh my god, we should blow through these next ones. My yeah. number ninety three <laughs> out of a hundred is Jack and Jill. Jack and Frost. Terrible fucking movie. Bad movie. Bad, bad. What's your ninety three? My ninety three is kind of a forty three movie. Oh god. Forty three. Again, it would be lower so if we were going by just the worst stuff in it. Yeah. Some of the sketches were passable and funny. <laughs> Definitely deserves its spot in the bottom ten. Uh, but there were just a few things that were giving it some leeway. God. Absolutely shitty, bad movie. Terrible, terrible, terrible piece of art. Terrible piece of art. Not yeah. even art. Um, my one right above The Hunger Games is my number seven out of out of 100, The Holdovers. So happy I got a Best Picture nom. I was telling Ellis this. Yeah. I, it makes sense to me. I, I love The Holdovers. I really, really love it. I was still surprised that it got so much like love at the Oscars because I felt like it was mostly a sleeper hit. Although I don't pay a whole bunch of attention to the to the award season until the Oscars, mm-hmm. so maybe I just missed that. But to me, it was like it was good. I felt like it was it was kind of like a quietly good movie. So I'm really happy it got so much love. Yeah, yeah, absolutely love it, love it. And um, I've been saying her name is Divine Joy Randolph. I thought I, may, I heard someone else pronounce it like. Davine or something mm-hmm. regardless i hope she fucking wins absolutely she would it would be such a snub i think if she did not i'm trying to yeah. remember who else is in the supporting actress category but like america ferrera right for um Barbie. oh yeah maybe she'll take it yeah come on people come on people um, i still haven't seen this so i can't say shit you haven't seen barbie can you believe that wow i just didn't see it at the time 
and I haven't seen it since. I could literally probably watch it today. But. Genuinely, Max, you should watch it, and I want you, yeah. when you watch it, to think about the things that people are saying about <laughs> the Oscar nominations. Like, this, Genuinely, watch the movie and keep that in mind. Yeah. Oh, 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 I will. Uh-huh. Oh, I will. Um, my number seven, another movie that has uh, generated a little bit of Oscar buzz, got some nominations. Got a nomination. You know what I'm really glad about? I'm scared. First, I'll say it. Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh-huh. uh-huh, uh-huh. Lily Gladstone. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I Fuck think yeah. any other year, any other year of the Oscars, they would have fucking thrown her back to the supporting actress, which yeah. would have been bullshit. Yeah. But they have done worse. I, the one I always go to is uh, Viola Davis in Fences. Absolutely should have won the lead actress category the they put her actress. in supporting was it because they thought she might have bullshit. a better chance or something i don't know did she I, win and she did win if i think I if right? honestly if you look at lead actress she had room she did win supporting actress she she had room to be in that category in lead and she certainly should have won it as well um that is a like that is a decade winning performance yeah. that she gave yeah. in that movie um, she's so fucking good and like, so I'm very glad to see that Lily Gladstone who gives an incredible and powerful performance got lead actress um, yeah did she She Emma Stone won that year best actress holy shit again I love La La Land yeah I think Emma Stone's really good in that movie what I, I think <laughs> I bet they did move Viola Davis to best supporting actor. well I don't know also how this is really done but I feel like that's a thing I hear about how people are like maybe they submit someone for this thing because maybe they just anticipated they were like well Emma Stone's probably going to take La La Land and we, we want Viola Davis to win for this movie at least uh-huh. yeah so maybe but still I agree like she should have been best actress she should, she should have won mm-hmm. and this is coming from two Emma Stone heads Emma Stone we heads. love Emma Stone yeah um La La Land genuinely is is uh, one of my favorite movies. Like it's up there for me. I love it. But to to put her to put that above some of the things that could have had that, like Viola Davis. Yeah. And hey, yeah. I, Viola Davis got an Oscar, so that's awesome. But anyway, point being, regardless, Kill, Killers of the Flower Moon is a really good movie. It's a devastating watch. Um, Lily Gladstone is amazing. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio is amazing. Martin Scorsese, I'll say this, little spoiler alert, he's amazing in it. No yeah. way. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that. Okay. I can do that. Boop, boop, boop. I can do that. Max, <laughs> what's your sixth least, least favorite, favorite movie. movie? We watched a little movie called Goat Story because we wanted to capitalize on the meme. And we did. Curtis Connor did it. I think around the same time that we did, or no, no, I think he I, I think it he did it before us. Regardless, re freaking regardless, I don't watch him because mm-hmm. I am not, and this is no problem with this. I am not a gay woman, and gay uh-huh. women love Curtis Connor. Uh-huh. I don't find him. I to think a lot of straight to women niche. too. He has he has cornered the market on the ladies. Yeah, and I love I love Curtis. I love that for you. Mm. Not my thing. Um, I I watch him every once in a while. Why? Um, I, I, I used to really enjoy his videos. You know what? Oh God. Maybe I just, so many YouTubers, yeah. uh, they get a YouTube channel and they're very funny on YouTube. That's true. And then they're like, I'll do stand up. I'll do stand up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Noel Miller. Holy shit. Who is Noel Miller? 
uh, Cody Ko's friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And yeah. there was the video going around of Let's Curtis see. Connor doing stand up. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it's like you have such a good, you have a spotless reputation. Yeah, almost. Um, and then you're posting videos of yourself just absolutely being terrible at stand up. Um, and then it also became a thing. Uh, his friends, um, I don't know if you know about his friend Dean. Uh, no, I don't know anything about this. Pictures world. of him surfaced doing blackface God, in like Christ. 2015. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, R slash Kurt. Guys, we will finish the episode. Yeah. R slash Curtis Connor. Real quick. If you're sitting there going like, when are they going to finish? You're fucking welcome. <laughs> We're giving you more podcasts than usual. Calm, calm your fucking ass Personally, down. Personally, uh-huh. when I have a podcast I love and they put out like a 90 minute or two hour episode, yeah. I carve out... I, cancel all my plans for yeah. that day. I fucking so what love are these that. assholes complaining about? You guys me? need to be more grateful. <laughs> you need to calm the fuck down, you fucking dickheads. Literally, we've never received <laughs> any, any anything. R slash Curtis Connor. Is Curtis uh-huh. Connor a good stand-up comedian? I have $15 left on my credit card and I saw his video, a deep dive into Potterheads and saw the comedy special and I thought it looked good, so I looked it up. Should I buy it? Top answer with 357 votes. Why don't you wait till you have more money on your card? <laughs> I mean, that's a, his that's special just a great will point. probably still be there. <laughs> Period. That's the only response. <laughs> that's the only response. <laughs> well, that's like the top one, and that's all they said. Mm. Definitely don't spend the last of your money on it. It's another one. R slash Curtis Connor. I felt really bad for Curtis in Durham last night as the crowd was very inexperienced in a stand up setting. Hold on, did 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 you, did this person say the crowd? They felt bad for Curtis because the crowd was inexperienced in a stand-up setting. There wasn't any heckling, but I felt that the audience he attracts thinks watching him live allows them to act like they're watching a video in their living room, and it really kills the flow. Uh huh. I think this person's trying to say that they weren't <laughs> laughing. <laughs> that is so. Do you funny. think that they didn't know that they were supposed to laugh at jokes? <laughs> Um, also, again, I have no hate towards Curtis Connor. Hey, no guys, stop saying all. the Sir Maxim and Curtis uh-huh. Connor beef. Stop, guys. stop tagging him, please. <laughs> stop, please don't, Seriously, if any of like, if you go and, and harass him, like, guys, please, <laughs> guys, come on. Have you been seeing the Meg and Nikki beef? Uh, I, I I have seen stuff about it. I don't know what's happening. All you I think is- I've heard that Nikki. Is in the wrong. Yeah, Meg is right. Nikki is married to someone who is not allowed within like 200 feet of a school. So if that okay, <laughs> okay. And 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 Meg had a line in a, in a rap uh, referring to something called Megan's Law, which I think is like a like a child sexual abuse law like against sex offenders. And she just mentioned that in one of her raps that was kind of targeted towards Nikki. And then. For the next 30 hours, Nikki was on Instagram tagging Megan, who was not responding, and, like, going crazy, and all the barbs, all of her fans were, like, trying to, like, dig up old shit on Meg, which there is nothing, because all of her old tweets are just funny, random things about Spongebob, and Nikki is so heated and mad, and Megan the Stallion, like, literally does not give a shit, because she's, like... That's crazy. I didn't lie. Like, she's, like, I, all I said was that you're married to a sex offender! Yeah. Who was a sex offender before you got married? Anyway... 
That's Guy, crazy. Critical Darling stamp of pedophilia on Nicki Minaj's <laughs> husband. <laughs> Get him out of there. Yeah. Nicki Minaj was the queen of rap like 13 years ago. But True. like she can't keep. Anyway, I literally don't care. But, but Clayton, what is your. Oh, by the way, Goat Story Where is fucking are we? Goat Story was bad. That Goat Story uh, was my number. Our One, sixth two, three, least four, favorite. Five, six, seventh. God. Well, my Damn. seventh least favorite is movie 43. Other than six. It's sixth. Okay. My sixth least favorite. I love anime a lot of the time. Yeah. I, I like it to stay that way. <laughs> Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, God. Yeah. Really bad movie. It's terrible. Uh, it has Emmy Rossum in it. I like her. That was 88. That was my 12th least favorite. Right above Transformers. Yeah, that makes sense. So bad. What is everyone's asking me what is my number six out of a hundred mm-hmm. number six for me it, are you done talking about that dragon ball yeah okay uh is number six is nomadland the best picture winner from the 2021 oscars incredible movie i fucking love it i cried so hard that i was still crying whenever y'all came down to record your other podcast and i was crying and they said are you okay i said i'm great i'm doing amazing oh, yeah. it's anti-capitalist Period. What's your number? What's your number six? My number six is a movie. We're t- we're talking. We were just talking about some stuff we love. Yeah, we love both of us. Emma Stone. Oh yeah. Poor oh, yeah. things, baby. Yeah. Uh, Holy shit! I have great movie. I should honestly. No, I remember I tried to find like a link to it, but it's still the only links I can find are people still recording it in the theater, which I hate. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think I think it is still currently in the theater. So maybe, um, I, hey, AMC Club. Oh, you're not in that anymore. I ain't. Fuck. They did a thing too. I got paid and I tried to use some of my money to reinstate myself. I subscribed to AMC A-List. I got a notification that was like, you are currently ineligible for AMC A-List. So we signed you up. We went ahead and, and gave you a subscription to AMC Stubbs instead. They charged me $16 for a dip for a lower tier subscription that does not include movie tickets. And basically, does it gets you nothing except reward. You're paying $16 a month to get reward rewards, system. to get like points for the money like you popcorn. spend. Um, That's fucked up. Absolutely. Why are you bullshit. ineligible? Uh, because apparently far. you can't rejoin within six months. That's crazy. Of leaving. Oh. The A-list The A-list is a very exclusive club. It's an A-list. How much is it? 20 bucks a month? 20 bucks a month. Okay. I don't see enough movies. Once I get a car and I can start driving around, I have to Uber everywhere. Mm-hmm. God, Ubering sucks. Anyway. I bet. Poor, Poor things, things was amazing. I want to see it. Emma Stone, I theoretically, I don't really, I can't remember all the people that are nominated for lead actress. True. Um, but I could see her when she's amazing in it. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, I have a feeling it's probably not going to be her. I, I feel like there have been better performances this year. Um, I just can't remember who's in the category. And I also haven't seen several of the things that are probably going to take it. I haven't seen Anatomy of a Fall from what I understand. It was good. I, I don't, maybe she'll take it. I don't oh. know. Um, it, it was good. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was fine. It was, it's fine. It was great. It was great. It was great. It was great. Guys, please stop sending anatomy of a fall of hate. Please. Mm. All right. My number one, two. Fuck. Three, four, five, six. What? Okay. My number six. Oh, that's right. Because I skipped the first one. Or the, what are the other one? Number six for me. 
My 95 is Baby Geniuses. Fucking dog shit movie. My, but I, I, I don't understand why we're out of sync. However, my fifth least favorite, Baby Geniuses. I said this last time. This is all I'm going to say about it. Just because you film goldfish swimming in a tank doesn't mean the fish are acting. These babies weren't mm-hmm. acting. This is not. This is just live cam footage of babies walking around spliced together to make it look like a fucking plot. I hate that. I hate that. I can't. I can't do that. True. And I also hated also it. Also hated it. Terrible. My movie right above Nomadland. Top five, five, baby. Top five, baby. Cracking that top five. 2002's Chicago. Chicago. I love Chicago. It's great. I it's 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 a hard competition, but probably the best musical adaptation adaptation of all time. And that's certainly my it's, opinion. Yes, I love it. What's your number five? My number five, cracking that top five, a movie that I expected to like, but I get if you told me it was gonna be my fifth favorite, I would have killed you. Oh um Godzilla minus one. One. I would say of the ones that I've seen, the best monster movie I've ever seen. That's awesome. Definitely the best Godzilla movie I've ever seen. I liked it personally more than Shin Godzilla, which also was very good. Um, but this was a much more intimate human story intimate. that was being told. Um, and Godzilla... A much, a much sexier film? This was a much sexier film. Godzilla sucks dick in this movie. I never would have thought it. That's not okay. Um... Everything about That's Godzilla Minus One was fucking awesome. It made me cry. I loved it. Every single thing about the bitch is why. I can rap? What a gag. Check it, baby. This is drag. My number 96 on the bottom of the list is Airplane Mode. Whoa. Horrible movie. Bad Horrible one. Movie. Bad not one. Even, not even good. Not even good. Terrible. What's your 96? My 96. We've talked about it. We've heard of it. Jacques and Gilles. Um, the reward for someone in some season of Survivor to watch that. I know. Fucking crazy. Terrible. Terrible, terrible shit. Um, I just started watching, mm-hmm. Ellis and I started yesterday, a new season of Survivor, which is Millennials versus Gen X. Oh, interesting. Um, Very interesting. The Gen X, almost all of them are just so despicable and hateable. <laughs> and honestly, a lot of the Millennials too. Yeah. Um, The first night, Gen X was like, these Millennials like, they're fuck. They're little babies. Like they don't do anything, Jesus. and so we're just, we're gonna crush them because they 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 they've learned up. They've grew up getting everything handed to them, and we were like, God, these fucking assholes. Oh, and then yeah. millennials went and played on the beach the first day and didn't have a shelter that night, even though it was fucking cyclone season. Jesus and so they did not Christ. get any sleep as they got poured rain <laughs> on because they just didn't make their shelter. And so I was like, Well, you're not exactly yeah. Actually, though, I you know, doesn't apply to me. I'm technically not a millennial. No. I'm a year off, bitch. Bitch. Fucking, I'm done with generation fever. I'm done hating Gen X and millennials and boomers because they're pitting each other against us so that we don't turn our focus to the big problem. That's the period. Um, and I just started thinking that like two days ago. True. Um, nine number four. Is a movie I've already seen, which I loved, and I sobbed even more after my mom got diagnosed. I literally cried so hard when we watched it. Mamma Mia, here we go again. 
again. They did it again. Again. They did it again. My favorite part of this entire movie is that during press, there was a woman who asked all the young uh, uh, male actors, like all, all the young love interest actor guys, she was interviewing all of them, and she said, this is, it never gets out of my head. Is it going to be a sequel? Mama Mia Free? <laughs> and they were like, it's a good uh, question. Uh, no, probably not, which actually there might be, because, <laughs> I mean, like, I think I saw a, a headline that was like, the whole cast wants to do it, and the director wants to do it. <laughs> it's like, because the whole cast gets paid to go to Greece and like be on the beach and sing and have fun and look like you're in a Macy's commercial. Yeah. Um, is there gonna be a sequel, Mamma Mia Free? Don't don't do three. Mamma Mia colon free. Mamma Mia Free. Mamma Mia Free. Honestly, like this naming the sequel something that's not a number is so fucking cunt. Mm-hmm. Like Dune, Dune Messiah. Children of Dune, God Messiah of Dune, God mm. Emperor of Dune, I mean. Alan and Chipmunks, the squeakquel, Chipwreck. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like, Like, make them question, like, what number is this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. What's your number four? My number four, my number three, my number four, Princess Mononoke. I started watching yeah. a lot of Miyazaki films because I had been, for a while, I had only seen a few. I had seen uh, Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo, and... Uh, my neighbor Totoro, and that was like it for my Miyazaki education. Um, and so I've been going through and watching other Miyazaki movies. Um, Princess Mononoke, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, yes, that is the first movie on this list, and now my whole top four for me. Usually, there's not this many. Yeah. Um, my whole top four, just from the movies that I hadn't already seen, all... From this point on, 10 out of 10s for me. Um, Princess Mononoke, absolutely amazing. Really touching story. Gorgeous animation. Um, It was fucking awesome. It was undeniably fucking amazing. Yes. Never seen it, but I should. My number 97 out of 100. The Invention of Lying. Bad movie. Doubled our faggot counter. Yeah. Um, yeah, they said that word in it, and that took our score from either one to two or two to four. Mm-hmm. That remember. was actually my, it, it was higher up for me. It was kind of my 109th favorite movie that's crazy. of the whole year, which that's, is saying a lot. That's that's wild to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was terrible. I hated it. Half a star. Everything on this list has half a star, except for Ghost Story, which has a star and a half. Nice. I don't, I don't remember why. What is your 97? My 97, a movie that you forgot to put on your list at first. Epic movie. Oh, God. The movie that was epic. Aslan tricks three children into having sex with him. No fucking way. No um, fucking way. Jennifer Coolidge plays the white bitch. Uh, Willy Wonka is there, and he like torches some people, knocks them around. It's really bad. It's like disaster movie, which was terrible, except it does not leave an impression, which is yeah. insane for a movie like that to do. It left such a lack of an impression that I forgot that we even fucking watched it. I can't believe we watched it. My number three, top three, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Loved it. Freaking loved it. Really I just good. loved it. I I felt the same way about the first one. Ah. Oh. That it's so nice to watch a piece of art that you can tell every detail was painstakingly made by people who love the project. Like, mm-hmm. 
you it's it's easy to forget how many times people just phone it in uh, with a lot of movies or with a lot of like media in general but i felt like there was no phoning it in in this movie fucking loved it i felt like it really stood up and had its own voice uh but followed the footsteps adequately above adequately of the first one so yeah yeah period um number three number three this might <laughs> where are we totally falling asleep number three my third favorite movie yeah is that correct yes i saw this with luke gasky oh yeah at the paramount theater um it was really good it blew me away the performances incredible the look incredible um Amadeus. Yes. Um, it was a really good movie. Yeah, I I fucking adore that. I haven't seen it. I would love mm. to see it. My number ninety-eight out of a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Goat story with cheese should not be allowed to be broadcast on television screens. So abysmally terrible. It is unspeakable how bad it is. I fell asleep, not because I was tired, but because my body was trying to save myself. It was a an allergic reaction, a a, a, a fear response, trying to shut down so I didn't have to experience that movie. Mm-hmm. It worked. True. My 99th movie, Airplane Mode, oh, yeah. is indeed quite bad. We both got very, very, very high bad. during it. Um, That's right. And it kind of helped, but not a lot. It's just an absolutely terrible fucking movie. Yeah, it's just, it's abysmal. It's yeah. freaking abysmal. My number two best movie of the world. Fucking loved it. You loved it last year. The people love it. Marcel the Shell with her shoes. Marcel his the shoes. Shell. He's his got shoes. his shoes. He's got that motherfucking thing Loved on. it. I just fucking love it. It's exactly what you think it is. The best movie ever. Except it's exactly what more. you think it is. A movie about a but shell, a shell with, with shoes on. Named Marcel. And like the grandma. Oh my God. I literally, I can't even. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just so good. It's it made so me openly good. weep in a theater. And it's it just like it ends so happily. Oh my god, it's such a yeah. happy ending. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear about another movie that made me cry in a theater? What is it? A movie that I love immediately became one of my favorites and an absolute instant classic. A movie that I think people are not going to forget about for a very long time. The amazing, the holdovers. Period. Um, what part did you cry at? I mean, I cried. I think a couple times, wow. specifically uh, the part that really got me um, when they were holding over was the moment I was very emotional at that like ending moment outside the office, yeah. Um, and then especially when Paul Giamatti comes out of the office yeah. and they have that, I started crying. And then it's like the goodbye at the end when like Paul Giamatti's getting into the car and he comes up. I don't want to say too much because oh I think God. anybody yeah, should, I should watch. I should it. rewatch it. Really, I should like. Oh God! Yeah, fucking absolutely got me. What's his fucking name? We, I, we, Paul Giamatti. Not that. Uh, the kid. What kid? I can't pull it up. The 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 actor, like the 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 boy, the um teenager. Unfamiliar. He does a he does a great job. He does. Uh, he like he I really feel like does. Paul Giamatti. I feel like he. 
Well, maybe, maybe not. I he probably would have been nominated for best actor if he would have been nominated because he was like lead actor in that. And I don't think he he doesn't stack up as well against all a bunch of titans in that role. In that, but he didn't get nominated, did he? No, no he did not. No. Which is a bummer. But I think he has a bright freaking acting future ahead. Agreed. It was a wonderful film. It was a great. I think all around. And did you see about like all the um the cinematography like techniques that they used to make it look like it was shot in the 70s i did not really that's why i got nominated for best editing like it was like um did a mm-hmm. whole bunch of like did dissolves and shit it was really cool mm-hmm. it also does a trick where uh it constantly fucks with you throughout the movie by yeah. switching which eye is the the glass eye oh really yeah it's i was always like wait which it's is it the left one or the right one and it's always it they between shots it'll often be a different one and even at the end, like towards the end of the movie, he goes, it's the right one. And then next scene, it's the left one. Oh, shit. That's cool. I didn't even, I never even noticed that. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. All right. For some reason, we're out of sync. I think it's because I did my 10, but I included my number 90, which is 11, actually. But you did them both, right? But I included my, but I did 90 and 89, which are actually 11 and 12, not 10 and 11. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, because one through 100 is 10. Uh-huh. Yes. So I'm going to go ahead and do my bottom two. Sure thing. One of which I've seen before. So I'm going to go ahead and do say this. My The lowest movie that scored literally 100 out of 100 films, I saw this movie, was the reprisal of Fart the Movie. Mm-hmm. Abysmal piece of media. I can't fucking really stand it. Really not good. If you don't, if you want to hear more of my thoughts on it, you can listen to our first episode on it, our second episode on it, or the other hundred movies where it was mm. the lowest movie of that. Year. Or wait a little bit and hear our third episode. <laughs> oh, trust. Trust. We really should revisit it every year. Um, uh-huh. uh, but... That is a movie I've already seen. So a movie I saw for the first time this year that scored the lowest was, you know it, you hate it, movie 43. Fucking mm-hmm. dog shit. Really bad movie. Bear, it's unbearable. a bad film. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. All right, Clayton, what's your worst movie ever? My worst movie ever, Double Down by Neil Breen. Oh, God. That's another um, one I didn't put on my list. Yeah. he. Uh, this movie was very bad. Neil Breen... Um, you know what? Neil Breen, he's going to go ahead and get the critical darling stamp of pedophilia. Oh God. um, I didn't know that. No, I'm, I was just throwing (laughs) the stamp around. It's just a prediction. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the movie's fine. It includes, uh, Neil Breen's taint is in it as well as his balls from Dick from the back. That's right. Um, in the scene where his wife dies, um, (laughs) It's crazy. That's it's a right. really crazy movie. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> oh, um, God. But yeah, that's my worst. Jesus. Max, what is your favorite movie of the year? Make some noise for the third in an installment of three movies I love. Directed and written by James Gunn. Is that this, one N or two Ns? Yep. This is fucking Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Volume 3? Volume 3. Holy Ignore Chris shit. Pratt being in it. Just ignore him being Just in it. Just ignore it. But acknowledge everybody else in it. I was so happy that this movie even happened because I was worried as a Guardians stan, 
that first movie really, really, really moved me when I was 15. And the second one really, really moved me when I was probably, what, 17, 18? And this third one now, I feel like was an adequate, appropriate ending to the whole franchise, the whole everything. I fear it may be the last really good superhero movie in the MCU ever. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. But I don't know. I Surely. haven't seen most of them. But um, I, just, I was just really, really happy with how it turned out. I, I really loved it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. My favorite movie of, of ever. Ever. Is. I'm so um, tired. We talked a little bit about we were watching. I, I've been watching. Movies by Mr. Yeah. Miyazaki. Oh, yeah. I watched Princess Mononoke. That was a little bit back on the list. Up at the number one spot, my favorite movie that I saw for the first time this year, Spirited Away. Ugh, that is so... I'm so glad that that's your number one. Yeah. So absolutely gorgeous, beautiful movie um, that is about... And I this is... We talked about this last time. I looked into it. This is not the common consensus of this movie. But to right. me is like so clear to this to me is a movie. A, it's a coming of age movie that is told through that, that is centered around somebody being introduced into the labor force. Yeah. Um, and I think almost every aspect of the movie you can see that in um, to the hotel that she's working at, to the way that Yubaba treats her to the fact that the one of the, the that her mentor is just a different version of you, Baba, who yeah. is like ostensibly the same person who is doing good things for her, even though you Baba is a nightmare. Um, the, 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 the train, the commute as, as she's like traveling, the commute is filled with these like shadow people who are like, yeah, yeah it's like the, the world and the other people around you, you stop seeing them if you're spending enough time going to work on these trains. And then in the end, the thing that really does it for is she has, she has this love that she has found as a child who grew up in the Japanese countryside. Um, she has fallen in love with the river that she used to play with as a kid. Yeah. Um, and I think that that is so moving and beautiful. Um, and, it's and the film just looks yeah. gorgeous as well. It's kind of like a refutation of like, you know, urbanism, like, like um, labor force, like, like, like that. Yeah. It's like, she falls in love with something that is natural. And is, it is not even related to this, like completely, um, you know, uh, arbitrary, world of, of, of work and labor and like capitalism. Uh-huh. Um, I guess not really capitalism, but like labor. Yeah. And, um, I, I think you're totally right. Even how she like surrenders her name, like her entire identity. Yeah. Um, and all, like all of that. Um, so fucking true. I, I don't know if I told you this last time, but I watched a ContraPoints video on her Patreon about like liminal spaces and she views like spirited away as kind of like a very liminal or, or, or more, more so like, Liminal space, you know, being something in between here and there. And uh, Spirited Away is like the like Japanese version of like Alice in Wonderland almost mm-hmm. in a very similar way. Um, and even, even to the point where she literally falls into like a black abyss in a sense where she's going through the tunnel and being transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, I That is so interesting. Like whenever you said that, I didn't expect it at all. And I never, ever saw that watching it because I was a kid. 
And but now, I mean, you're totally right. And viewing it with fresh eyes is so cool. And it makes it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Howl's Moving Castle is about war, spirited away, and, and could I could mm. easily see like a Marxist reading of, of that. Yeah, totally. that's, I've found that in all the Miyazaki movies I've watched, you can really see. You you can really see like the pieces of himself that he includes in these movies. Yeah, and like Spirited Away, I think is him, like, kind of dealing with like being a worker and like yeah. especially the culture around it. Um, that I think he has spoken about how upsetting that was to him. Um, yeah, I I love. I should honestly rewatch it with those eyes. Um, I told you as a kid, I was like terrified of, uh, or no, as a kid, I was not terrified of the parents becoming pigs. But then when I was like 12, 13, 14, 15, I was really unsettled by the parents becoming pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that it was part of the reason I became a vegetarian because the way that those pigs were animated in such a grotesque way, I could not, I could not fucking like devour a, a pig. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, that's that's a wonderful choice for a, a number one movie of 2023. Period. True. And best animated picture winner. Yeah. I think yeah. That, was, that was the first one, right? I think it could have been. I have, I have right? no Because clue. that was kind of like a newer category around that time, right? Um, I'm just going to check. Well, didn't it win best picture? No, I don't think it won best picture. Um. I, might, I might be wrong, though. Maybe it was nom- nominated. To be um, so yeah, it was. Uh, it was the okay. Look at this: the first and today only hand-drawn Japanese anime and non-English language animated film to win the award for best animated feature at the 75th Academy Awards. Wow. Regarded as one of the greatest films of all time, and has been included in various best of lists, including Critical Darlings, baby. Whoa, themes. Um, Western consumerism. Oh, listen to this. Similar to the Japanese concept of oh, well, I don't know. The film can be partly understood as an exploration of the effect of greediness and Western consumerism on Japanese culture. For instance, mm-hmm. Yubaba is stylistically unique within the bathhouse, wearing a Western dress and living among European decor and furnishings in contrast with the minimalist Japanese style of her employees' mm-hmm. quarters. That's a really good point. Yeah, her yep. like fucking room is so like, and then her baby is like so gluttonous, and it's like, and it's mm-hmm. like. All like super spoiled and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really interesting point. Yeah. God, I, it's crazy. Like watching that movie for, for so long as a kid and never really exploring the greater themes because I just thought like, it's a movie. I love it. I'm a kid. Um, and then now being able to do that with a working human brain now. Mm-hmm. So cool. So cool. I, I want to say people are like, you know, kids pick up on messages in movies and that's true to a certain extent. But sometimes when you're a kid, you're just staring at the pictures. And if it's a beautiful movie like Spirited Away with gorgeous music, you're like, I'm just here for the ride, girl. I'm here for the ride. True. Well, um, is it about time? It's about it's about, it's about damn, damn time. time. In, in a minute, minute I'm, I'm going to tell you the next minute, movie we're going to watch for uh, the uh, podcast. Uh, um, is this episode going up immediately? Um, I actually don't think we put this one up. Okay. Let's put it up this middle of the week so I can get... I can get Instagram posts ready for it. Yeah. So that we can. Yeah. On, on yeah. hard launch. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Drop it in the bucket. So if you're seeing this. 
Because everybody knows you watch it the day that it came out. Yeah. Yeah, if you're seeing this, fuck you. Um, BT Dubs. So, next week, we're going to watch a movie that we technically actually have already watched because of the fact that this episode exploded. Again, get over it. Get the fuck over it. Get the bump over it. Get the bump, womp. Clayton already recommended it. I already recommended it. We already watched it. the name of that movie is... The Garbage Pale Kids. The The movie. movie. Dog shit. Well, we don't want to spoil it. It might be good. Oh, I'm sorry. Best movie ever. Uh And get get your damn hopes up. Get them hopes up. So look, so keep it. Keep an eye out for that. Keep your eyes pooled for that one. True. God, we're so exhausted. (laughs) It's because we haven't had our bagel. Neither one of us has had a bagel today. I had a bagel. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm literally, I'm thinking about it the whole time. Wow. Yeah. I'm having everything bagel, except the ones I got fucking rip when you take it off. Mm. That pisses me. Oh my God. Like genuinely makes me so mad. Yeah. yeah, I got ones that you have to actually cut it. Like they they don't even have it. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, that's really hard. They want me to do all the work. And and the reward, I mean, it's still good, but it kind of takes something away. Yeah, yeah. Who's W two is this? Mine. Damn. What? Do you, do you need me to buy you food sometime? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's from Saltgrass. I worked there for okay. two months. Um, two month, two month. Um, all right, let's pop a cap in this let's ass. Fucking get out of here. Basically, we're gonna watch Garbage Pail Kids next week. Thank you for listening. Leave us a five star review. Message us on Instagram. And if you have a uh, movie to recommend, watch it. Watch it, first. and then get back to me. Yeah, watch yeah. it first and get back to me, baby. Seriously, sometimes <laughs> people recommend us movies and then they're bad. That pisses. What do you think this is? Uh huh. What do you think we're doing? I've been Clayton Shaman. I have been internationally recognized drag sensation because I have a friend in Brazil who said that when he goes back to Austin, he wants to see me do drag. Recognized drag king of the world, Sir Maxim. On Instagram, S I R R M A X I M. On Vimo, S I R R X I M. Um, uh, uh, TikTok, S I R R M A X I M. Wow. And this has, and as always, stay critical, critical, darlings. darlings. Period.